The following audio is from Gold Country Baptist Church in Shingle Springs, California. Visit gcb.church to find more resources and to learn about our church. You ever hear testimonies from people? Testimony, how God brought them from so far down to where they are now. We just go... I wish I had a testimony like that, but I'm glad I don't because I didn't want to get into that kind of sin. I have a testimony like that. I was strung out on sin. And you have a testimony like that. All of our testimonies, how God saved us, is a wow testimony, is it not? I remember when I was 12 years old, uh, I had a brother. A lot of you know that. Some of you do not. My brother passed away back when I was about 27. He was 30. No, I take that back. Sorry. I was 30. He was about 33. He and his family attended here regularly. He oversaw the high school program here for, for a time. Uh, he developed brain cancer, and about six months later, he died. So I was raised with a brother. Uh, We played a lot of guitars together. Back when I was 12, we had bunk beds, like some of you probably did. And I was was on the bottom bunk, and my brother was on the top bunk. And I remember him talking to me one night, and, and, you know, now he's 15, I'm 12. And I don't know how the conversation started, but the lights are off. And he finally said, Mark, I don't want you to die and go to hell, and you're going to burn forever. That was my brother. He was just kind of blunt and right to the point. And I remember, I remember sitting there or laying there and kind of thinking that through. Uh, and tack on a few weeks. It could have been a couple of months. I don't recall. Um, I went to a local church here. This church was not even obviously here yet. Uh, but I went to a local church in Rescue. That's where I was literally born and raised. We had traditionally, uh, we did altar calls there. Um, we sang a song, like maybe some of you have, called Just As I Am. And we would sing it, I don't know, 10, 12 verses. I mean, we just, you know, you repeat it over and over. Um, that's a whole other story. However, however, when we got to verse 2, and I don't know if it was verse 2 the third time or verse 2, this, I just don't, I honestly do not know. We had pews, and I remember singing these words. And I wanted to look it up because I wanted to be accurate with it. Because I remember just kind of the, the I, I remember the, the point of it, but I wanted to have the words for you. It says, just as I am and waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot. To thee whose blood can cleanse each spot, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. And I remember singing the part, to rid my soul of one dark blot. And I remember feeling, that's me. I have just a dark blot. In some place, I think, uh, either this, this invitational song or another, it talks about to thee who... Uh, talks about make, can make us white as snow. And I don't I don't remember the what hymn that hymn that was, but I just remember thinking, dark blot, white as snow. That's what I need. And I remember coming forward. Uh, you know, we did the altar call thing. Coming forward, and and uh, there was a real. And I wouldn't have known this then, based off of uh, Psalm fifty one seventeen, because it says. The sacrifices of God are a broken and contrite, or I'm sorry, are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. And that was me. That's where I was, broken and contrite. Now you're thinking, you're 12, how bad could you possibly be? Right? I mean, the sin that reigned in my body 
was rained like it rained in yours prior to salvation. It just did. Because there was no desire. I had no desire to, to love God. I had no desire for any of that. So I trusted Christ as my Savior at that time. At least I'm pretty sure I did. And I say that because if I had to pick a time, that probably was it. However, tack on several years after, uh, eight, nine years or so, Christine comes into my life literally about uh, five years later. I was 18. She's 15. I know. Wasn't that weird? Um, but we started dating and then, and then tack on another three years and we got married. During that time, um, uh, I, I, I suppose I was growing because I was singing actually in a Christian band with my brother, and uh, some other, a few other people, and we sang a lot of, uh, lo- we sang in a lot of local churches around this area, Eldorado County and Sacramento and stuff. And uh, the whole time, I still did not know God's word. I just really didn't. I, I could tell you a few verses in the New Testament, but really nothing about the Old Testament. Just did not know God's word. And it wasn't until my Paul in my life, my mentor, Pastor Dale. Uh, we started coming here within a couple of years after our marriage or a year or so after our marriage, um, challenged me uh, to, if I would teach a, a Sunday school class, fourth and fifth grade boys. And I just remember thinking, yeah, I can go up there and do that. I'll just use my own, my own skills that I have, my own power that I have. And I did that. And I realized within literally a couple of weeks, I don't know what the Bible says in terms of the Old Testament specifically, and really not that much in the New Testament. So I wanted to uh, learn more and more about that. And so I actually started to read more and more. And as I, f- I found out something kind of interesting on that, as I read more and more, the scriptures became alive more and more, which translates into God became alive in my life more and more. He's already alive. But to me, he became more and more alive. I was more convicted of sin. So my, my encouragement to you guys as, as, uh, as believers is learn God's word. I think I preached that a couple of weeks ago, just touched on that briefly. Know God's word. That is how we get conviction over sin. That's how God begins to change us as we know his word more and more. I had no desire to know him even after I think I was saved. Uh, if, I remember somebody asked John MacArthur, hey, when were you saved? And he was, I don't know. I think I've always trusted Christ. I've always believed in God. I always trusted Christ as my Savior. But he said, I can't pin a date down on it. And I remember hearing that going, that's kind of me. That's kind of me. And it wasn't until I learned God's word more and more, uh, and then obviously trusting him more and more, reading his word more and more, praying more and more, and being encouraged more and more, that I began to really grow as a Christian. And that actually took place here at this church when I was 22, 23 years old. That was a little while ago. So I'm so thankful, thankful for that. I'm thankful for my brother, Craig, who actually shared that with me shared that thought with me. I mean, it was pretty shocking, but that's, that's what I needed for that. Um, I shared that with you guys a couple of weeks ago from the pulpit when I closed the message. I actually ran that part by Ella and Caleb uh, a few days before because I wanted to make sure it wasn't overly shocking. Um, but I wanted to, to make sure that I was preaching the gospel clearly and not giving somebody who might be here some type of false hope, like, oh, that's me. And the reality is if they've never trusted Christ as their Savior, that wasn't them. They are on their way to hell. 
So the testimony I have, like all good testimony, is always about Christ and what he did. I've testified a lot in court over the years from my from my employment as a deputy sheriff, and that test, they, they want to know very little about me. You know, I'm a deputy sheriff, blah, blah, blah. I've been with the county for such and such length of time. Great. What did you see? What did you hear? Tell us what you did. And that's my testimony about Christ tonight. What I saw was his glories. What I did was yielded my life to him because I saw that I was going to be eternally separated from him. And what I can testify to you about that is that he does, in fact, change lives. He changes lives. And that's the wow testimony I wanted to share with you. That is an amen. No, I didn't. Really? Okay, so my wife is Christine. Okay, okay, so my wife's Christine. We got married when I was 21. She was 18. Um, so we've been married coming up on 40 years. I know, it's hard to believe. Especially when you look at her. Uh, we have four children. Um, you guys know Carolyn. She comes here kind of part-time because of her employment. Uh, she, we have, uh, she is not married, never been married. Uh, she lives on our property in the second home that we have. We have Kevin, who's back there somewhere with his family. There we go, hello. And uh, his wife, and their five kids now. And then we have uh, uh, another son named Kyle. Most of you, or maybe some of you, do not know. He actually lives with us. Again, when we were gone for like three months, we asked him to come and house sit for us. Uh, that was a year ago, and he's still there. So, but but he gave up his roommate for us, and so I'm, you know, it's working out fine for him. And he's like 30, what is he, 31, somewhere in there, Chris, someplace in there. And then we also have Corey, and I think Corey might be here somewhere, way in the back, back there as well. He and his wife Hannah and their and their son as well. Uh, so yeah, that's it. How'd I do in two minutes? Also. As you know, we have a, a little bit of a transition going on here at the church. Oh. So, the last part of this interview, this testimony is, how many of you are new at our church in the last three years? Raise your hand. Okay, great. Okay. So, what burning question do you have for Mark Freeman in his, in his, in his life? So, you know about his family a little bit. Said he was a deputy sheriff. Any, any questions for Mark? Curiosities? Believe it or not, I was very shy, public speaking-wise, as a teenager. That's really true. And I sang a lot of solos in church. And I would get physically ill after I got through singing. Um, that's just the way it was. But the Lord used... Uh, you know, God uses... I shared this a little bit with the ad group the other night. God uses talents. Sorry. God uses our talents and spiritual gifts. I need you to hold this because i got to do an, an illustration. And he puts those two things together, together, and we have successful ministry. If you're getting into that, stay I can right tell. Here. Stay right here. So God gives us talents and God gives us spiritual gifts, and he brings those two things together and uses successful ministry. I'd love to talk to you more about that at, an, at another time. And that's how we avoid ministry burnout. So we don't, we don't go, oh, I have the talent to do that, but maybe we don't have the spiritual gift to do that. Or we have the spiritual gift to do that, but we don't have the talent necessarily to do a particular area of that spiritual gift. Such as, for example, teaching. You may be a great 
little second and third grade teacher. But that doesn't mean God called you to go maybe teach a, an adult class. He didn't give you the skill set for that, at least not yet. So we put those two things together. At least that's what I've seen in my experience working in the high school program for a lot of years. Mark, thank you for the privilege of letting me serve you by holding this microphone in front of your face. You. That, was, that, was so, that was so fun. <laughs>